What price point did you sell, the stock price did you sell most of yours at? Do you remember? Um, it was, I mean, the good news is all at a significant premium to the deal price, okay, you know, well, but enough. it was, uh, yeah, I mean, so it, it turned out probably I got a 50% premium even okay, on average. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Founded G2 Crowd in 2012 with nothing, basically put in two million bucks of his own capital, raised 100 million to date, 55 million in the company about a year ago. I call it a 400, 500 million dollar pre post ish money valuation. 30 million in ARR at the beginning of this year, scaling to about 50 million bucks in AR by the end of this year, not raising, not selling, adding about $10 million in new ARR per quarter, over 20, over- Are you trying to attract investors? Over 20, doing a good job. Over 20,000 customers paying north of $10,000 per year for the platform. So really excited to have uh, the founder of G2, obviously, I just heard from, uh, from uh, Godard. Got it right, correct? Godard, yes. Godard. Thank you, Nathan. Yep. Excited for you to be here. So I want to first capture history before G2, get a snapshot of G2 today, and then kind of talk about growth, because you've been in and out of the business since you founded it. Yes. So uh, so take us back. So first company you were building, uh, was it, which one was it? Steel Brick or Big Machines? Okay. That was the first. So Big Machines you sold to which company? Oracle. In what year? 2013. For how much? 400 million. 2013, 400 million. And how many years were you building that? 13. 13 years. Bootstrapped? Uh, it's kind of a long story. Now it's worse than Bootstrap because we kind of raised a bunch of money, .com, $20 million, wasted it, and then went into Bootstrap. So it's kind of like bootstrapping with investor overhead, So this which was, was like dumb. 1998 was the founding 99, year? end of 99, beginning of 2000. Uh-huh. And you're probably too young to remember, but it was a .com boom. No, I, was, I was born in 2000. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm 89. I'm 89. Not okay. that young. That's the year I graduated high school. Okay. So I'm older and wiser. Don't age, don't age yourself. Don't age yourself. Yeah. All right. You, okay. So then, so that exit was 2013. Big machines, 400 million bucks to Oracle. You then had Steelbrick after that. Yes. So when did you launch Steelbrick? Uh, really, beginning of 2014. Okay. So you were still basically building big machines, or well, you it was right after. Okay. And I did partner with an entrepreneur, Max Rudman, who'd been building a product called Quote Quickly. Yep which was then became the foundation for what became Steelbrick CPQ. So we, he'd been working on the product for a couple of years, had some initial customers, and then we said together, hey, let's turn this into the next generation CPQ app. Yep. And so that's what helped accelerate it. Because there in seven quarters, we achieved you know, $360 million exit to Salesforce. Really, it was better because we got stock, which has since doubled. But that was, we kind of got that in seven quarters, which took 13 years the first time. So how much did you raise at that company, Steelbrick? Uh, about 70 million. Okay, and what, the last round valuation on was what? It was over 200 and you know, it was like, I don't know, 200 something. And frankly, that then became the basis for negotiation because to our surprise and our investor's surprise, about two months after we raised our Series C, Salesforce, and they invested in it and they said, oh, you're a great partner. And two months later, I did the demo to Mark Benioff and he got so excited, he's like, I want to acquire you. Yep, and what was the acquisition price? 
Um, it was about you know, 390 million. Okay, and what you said a lot of that was stock. So how much was stock versus cash? It was cash? all stock. It was, okay, it was an all stock deal. And we kind of got lucky at the say, time, so you never know. Worth, that's what it's worth today, or is it now that's worth That's what it was then. Yeah, so. obviously if you held it, and obviously you teach investors choice, yep. but if I you mean, held it. So how do you make that, I know this isn't, a lot of people won't have this question, but I know a lot of founders, they build a company together, they sell to a bigger company like Salesforce. One founder decides to like sell when the stock is really hot, another holds on and then it crashes and makes right. like no money from it. So after you get that stock, I mean, how do you manage what you hold versus what you sell and cash out? Right, and uh, I had a financial advisor and unfortunately they encouraged me to diversify. So I did. So a lot. I mean, I kept a little bit, but obviously in hindsight, but it doubled, right? Obviously, but you have such a concentrated financial position, every financial advisor is going to tell you to diversify. Yeah. But sometimes that's very wrong, sometimes it's very right. So I did, and I didn't do it all at once, but still in hindsight it was a mistake so because it just kept going up. What price point did you sell, the stock price did you sell most of yours at? Do you remember? Um, it was, I mean, the good news is it was all at a significant premium to the deal price, okay, you know, but it was, uh, yeah, I mean, so it, it turned out probably I got a 50% premium even okay, on average. A lot of you guys will ping me out of the blue at asking for help selling your software companies, but I'm not a broker and I'm really focused on founder path right now, not helping folks sell their company. So I'm always looking for great tools to recommend for you guys to quickly figure out what you could potentially sell your company for and how much cash you could get. That's where Flippa comes in. Now here's my thing about brokerages, especially for selling your company. You guys should not have to pay a 10% brokerage fee when you put your blood, sweat, and tears into building your company for years that have a sale. All smart founders know though that the best way to maximize price is to have multiple options. So how do you get multiple options, multiple bids on your company without paying a broker 10% or more? Well, I recommend Flippa because they have the largest list of buyers for these sorts of digital assets, which almost always guarantees a bidding war. I tell my founder friends all the time to try Flippa's valuation calculator to see what their company is worth. And I encourage you guys to do it today. Go to nathanlacka.com forward slash Flippa right now to test out the valuation calculator for free. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash F-L-I-P-P-A. Okay, so you're doing that, and then we're, I want to get to G2 Crowd, right? Pick up there. Now, first off, those of you listening right now, just raise your hands real quick. How many of you guys have used G2? You, you've, you've bought a product from there. You've left a review. Okay. Are not you, all of you yet. Not all of you. Okay, Go so, there, especially to buy software. It's free. There you go. I mean, so, it's like going to TripAdvisor, Yelp, free and advice. Well, here, this like, will make people no want to. No reason not this, to. Go, go to, this will make people want to use you. So 2017, Inc., 11 million bucks in revenue in 2011, or 2017. Uh, I think that was 179% year-over-year growth from 2016. Is that accurate? That sounds about right. Okay. And explain the revenue model. Is it pure play SaaS or is it more like an ad advertising platform? And we had a hybrid. Now we've gone more pure play SaaS. Uh, our current revenue model is mainly, so if you're a vendor, it's a premium model. If you're a SaaS entrepreneur, you can list your product for free. Uh -huh. And we're committed to keeping it free. You can be number one in our quadrants, or we call them grids. You can be number one in our ratings, and also our sort is just based on reviews. So if you're number one, you're number one. Like Slack has never paid us, to my chagrin, but they've always been number one rated on G2, and we don't change that. Um, but then obviously we do offer marketing solutions. So if you want all the analytics, all you know, who's buying, who's shopping in your category, who's shopping for your product, your competitors, if you want to get those kinds of analytics, those insights, you pay us a marketing solution subscription fee, uh -huh. and then you can also use our content. If you want to use our reviews, our validation on your own website, on LinkedIn, in your own campaigns, we do things like video reviews. So if you want to start using all our content in other channels, 
then you pay us a subscription fee. So it's a marketing subscription solution. That's What's the, the core sweet business. Spot? So the average customer pays you about how much per month or per year to use the technology? And we do serve all segments. So small vendors, it starts about 10,000 a year. Okay. Um, Mid-market vendors is probably more like 30 to 50, even to 100, depending on how many products they have, how much of our solution they use. And then some enterprises are now spending over seven figures. Okay. So I know this isn't fair, but if I did force you into an average, would you say it's probably 20, 30,000 bucks a year across the base? With well, some no, that would be true. I mean, it depends on the segment. Yeah. Because yeah, enterprise, the average is probably, you know, like 250. Yep. Enterprise, it's vendors like IBM, Salesforce, Oracle. Yep. And those, once they're fully successful, they all get over seven figures because they have so many products. Yep. It scales by product, right? Like IBM has hundreds of products on G2. Mm -hmm. Salesforce probably has 50 products. So that's how we can scale with the bigger vendors. Um, but then the startups, yeah, the startups, it's more 10 to 20. We call it SMB. So when did you launch the company, G2? Uh, 2012. 2012. And how did you get your first customer? Do you remember? Yeah, it was really painful because <laughs> we had no revenue model. It was actually worse than a SaaS business at the beginning. And if we hadn't been successful entrepreneurs, the first $2 million funding came from us. From you put your, your own company. money. Yes. Yep. And uh, because we frankly couldn't raise money. Cause In 2012? We couldn't really, because investors were like, yeah, I get it. I mean, you're going to try to build Yelp for enterprise. Wait, no, no, come on. Something else was happening here. You just sold a company for $400 million, and two years before, sold one for $3 million. You should be getting a blank check for $10 million. It doesn't matter what you're building. And I could get some angels, but frankly, but I, not really. VCs didn't like it yet. Yeah, but it's not the idea. It's you, right? David canceled a drift. You talked to Charles River Ventures in Boston. I mean, Ishvar gave him a $10 million check after and said, whatever the hell you build, I'm $10 million in. Take the check, and then he obviously built mm. Drift. I mean, yeah. if they're betting on the person, not the idea, I don't understand how you would have trouble raising capital if that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, and I think, though, at the time, like I said, VCs, like, yes, angels, VCs, no. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so first customer was back in 2012. Now, how many vendors do you have paying today? How many total customers? Uh, about 2,000. Okay, about 2,000. And is most of the growth coming today from expanding accounts or adding new customers altogether? And it's both. I mean, I've seen the enterprise now, most of them have, we have some kind of a foothold, right? Because it can be just one of their products. Uh -huh. you know, like at Salesforce, if just Salesforce CPU, that's one. So, you know, the enterprises, we tend to have a foothold, so those are more growth now. But I think, but that's why we're here at SaaStock. Every day there's hundreds of new vendors, new products. So there's also a lot of new logos, especially SMB mid-market. Yep. So 2017, you broke 11 million bucks in revenue. If you look at the past 12 months, you said you're moving to more, more pure play SaaS. So if you look at the past 12 months total revenue, what percent would you say is SaaS versus something else? It's almost 100 now. Because oh. we used to also have like a per lead adder, and now we just said, hey, let's just bundle it in via API, all you can drink. Okay. Anyone pay for G2 Crowd? Any, any customers? So look, you, could, you have an, uh, a, oh, there we go. We have one. Very good. Minoj, I sales really trip. It's actually a great app. You're starting to get great reviews. I feel like for some mysterious reason, after this talk, your average rating like is going to go up by a couple of points. Just well, only if you, he logged into his personal dashboard and said, gives this guy some love. I can. That's actually G2. Oh, I bullshit. I can't. Come on. I cannot. You don't have friends. He's oh, just give him an extra. No, you know. it's all based on reviews with LinkedIn profiles, so I can't do that. Just checking. I literally can't. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> but Minoja's customers, hopefully some are here. If they write a review, that will help them. There you go. Very good. Okay. Um, so I want to keep going here. So last 12 months, about 100% pure SaaS, 11 million in 2017 revenue. What'd you break in 2018? Um, and I always think about run rate. You know, I That's never, fine. I don't even know trailing 12 months, but we started this year at about 30. And what will you finish Fiscal at? year. You know, we'll finish it certainly over 50. Okay. Um, the last time you raised was about a year ago. Uh, are you raising capital right now? No. Acquisition talks with anybody? No. Uh, come on. If you were going to no. sell to someone, who would you sell to? No one. The I don't public believe markets. You. You're so. 
No, but I also think, and frankly, that's the way my private companies, I've never been looking to sell them. And it's an obvious advice also, you know, if you listen to Mark Benioff or John Smorgia at Salesforce, they always say good companies are bought, not sold. Mm-hmm. I think that's true with good strategic outcomes. If you initiate it, I don't think it's ever good. Yeah. Right? And that's my philosophy on fundraising now that I'm a proven entrepreneur. I also, I'm never raising. Mm-hmm. But eventually, VC will come. I want in, I want in. I'm not raising, I'm not raising. So how much total have you raised today? A uh, hundred million. Okay. But even last... like our last round, like Jules Maltz, he'd invested in my last company, Steelbrick. I mean, he came to me preemptively. How much was it for the round? Uh, raised 55 million. Okay. But I didn't ask for it, right? They yeah. came, they're very interested, we got to know each other, and I think that's the only good way to raise money. So October 2018, 55 million raised, what valuation was that at? Um, you know, we're approaching, we didn't disclose the exact, but we're starting to approach sort of half a unicorn. That's a hell of a way to say what your valuation is, half a unicorn. Not right. quite half, less than half. Do you guys like him more for that or like him less for that? Who knows, half a unicorn. I want to be a full unicorn <laughs> someday. What does half a unicorn look like? I mean, this is it's like less than five hundred million. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. What do you call a half unicorn? So, so okay. So you started the year at thirty million run rate. Last round raised with fifty-five million on call at five hundred million pre-money or post-money. Uh, the post was below that. Post was. So below. now I'm guiding you further. That's okay, but north of four hundred, <laughs> less of five hundred. Around there. Okay, in that yeah. area. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then, and then. Right now, your run rate is well. You think you'll hit 50 by the end of the year, but what are you at right now? 50 plus. You're, uh, you're already at 50. No, we're over 40. And we're 40. Okay. So net new bookings per quarter right now is about how much? New well, ARR. We have, and we're on the Salesforce fiscal year, you know, so in Q4 is bigger because we have a lot of enterprise customers, you know, but, but you know, Q4 will hopefully add almost 10. 10 million in ARR. Now, if I was going to sell to Salesforce, I would make sure I was already on the Salesforce financial calendar. You're already on their calendar. So when are you selling to Salesforce? Well, it doesn't make sense for them, I don't think. Why not? Because, you know, we're obviously, we're more of a neutral marketplace, right? We rate all products, including Salesforce products. And so I think that would be harder, you know, if we're owned by Salesforce. Like, because obviously we work with SAP, we work with Oracle, we work with Microsoft, we work with everybody. And so we do like to be neutral to the world of Is technology. Is he just playing hard to get or you believe him? I believe you. Thank you. <laughs> I default always to believing, so that's good. Okay, so uh, so scaling, you'll break 50 million bucks in AR end of this year. No plans to raise right now, not in any acquisition talks. Churn's critical in a SaaS company. What was gross revenue churn over the past 12 months? And you're saying gross, gross. and not including upsell. Correct. Yeah, and we're probably running, and like a lot of marketing solutions, I think it's too low, our retention is probably running around 80%. Okay. And Higher then, in enterprise, lower in SMB. Yep. So it's still a challenge. Add back your expansion now. What's your expansion year over year? And we're going over 130% net dollar. Got it. So you've got 50% expansion, yes. 30% churn, 20% churn for net 130. Uh, That's about right, yeah. Do you incentivize your, your whoever's doing the upselling, your CSM reps, do they get a quota or no? Yeah, we now have gone to a model like LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is one of our investors, and Mike Amson, their global head of solutions for many years, he's one of our angel investors' advisors. So we so have selling this. to Microsoft, not Salesforce. I got that wrong. Um, we're not selling to anyone. Microsoft is own, owns LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is still very independent, yeah. as you probably know. And, uh, but but they, we, we borrowed the RM model from them, which is you know we have new deal hunters. This is true for at least mid-market deals. So new deal hunters, they just signed the logo, our starter edition, and we turned over to an RM relationship manager, who then manages the relationship, makes sure they're successful, and then nurtures and upsells. But they kind of get a book. It could be at a million at the beginning of the year. By the end of the year, I want it to be one and a half million, let's yep. say. And obviously, they're going to lose some. So then they have to over upsell the others. And that's kind of what we're finding with G2. Some customers are very enthusiastic. Some, if they don't do a good job, to really get value from G2 right now, you have to be good at the company's marketing and monetizing buyer intent, right? If you just wait for leads, you don't get a great ROI. Yep. And so we're still working to improve that. 
And the good, one good thing about churning, though, like my last company is, if we churned a CPQ customer, they went to a competitor after this, we can get them back for 10 years. Beauty of G2, it's a marketing platform. They just go back to free. They're still on our platform. We can call them a quarter later and oftentimes win them back. But obviously, we'd prefer to never lose them. Yeah. Are you burning capital today? We are. Like, are you comfortable with a million bucks a month net burn? It's higher than that. Two million? It's about that. Okay, interesting. All right. We're so investing, and I don't call it burning. Yeah. So obviously, that's partly we're expanding in Europe, right? That's an investment. How much runway do you have in the bank, though? Two million and uh, your total cash. A lot. I mean, we raised 55 million. We had more than that in the bank. We have plenty in the bank. You have, and we than, have, you have more than 55 million in the bank from last month. Well, not quite. But we also have big lines of credit from SVB, right? So capital is very plentiful yeah. right now. Goes, don't you love this little, like, intimate little thing? I feel like You CEOs, are kind of cross-examining me. Well, CEOs will be more open, right? Because, like, no one else can hear us. So. Well, it's probably recorded. Well, yeah, but, and it, I will publish it because this was nice. great. Shake your heads, yes. Wasn't this good information? And I am being lot, authentic. Yeah, no, I know you are. You gave a lot of information. Most right. people don't. They say, Nathan, what the hell? I'm not giving information. You right. just have a great But combo. I've kind of learned that, like, it is what it is. It exactly is what it is. And so. we're all about authenticity, right? And that's also one thing with founders. Some people are like, I don't want negative reviews. Yep. I actually, you do. And there's online research that shows this, right? Like, it shows that it's, act, like, it's yes. authentic. And as consumers, what do we all do? Like I bought a Samsung TV on Amazon recently. It had about 100 reviews, mainly good, obviously. It was yep. popular. But then before I bought it, they had two one-star reviews. I went right to them. Because yep. right before you buy as a consumer, it's true. You get fear. You go from like lust, I really want it, I really want it. But there might be something wrong with it. Let me see what's wrong with it. So I went to the one-star reviews. I remember one of them. They said it only had one, two HDMI inputs. It was like an audio file. Uh -huh. I'm like, I only need one. So I'm like, and then the other one was like, somebody seemed just crazy. You always get those two. Everyone has some crazy customers. I'm like, yeah, this one's crazy. So there's one crazy, one mad about HDMI inputs. Neither's going to affect me. So I bought right away. One, one just got divorced and just wanted to, you know, be nasty. Yeah, somewhere. there are some, and if you have, and that's why nobody, and actually a vendor with all 5.0 reviews, I would never believe it. Yep. It's bullshit. The world isn't that way. Even if you're perfect, yep. which maybe you are, Nathan. Thank you very much. But even if you are, some people will perceive you as imperfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have a lot of imperfection. They I'm may, the most sued podcaster. There's right. no way I'm But perfect. even though you're a perfect podcaster, some people are having a bad day. Like you said, they yep. want to be angry at someone. They're like, yep. F Nathan. Yeah, and I would love that. That's not me today. I love you today. I would love But tomorrow, maybe Nathan. I'll wake up angry. Well, good. Make up angry at me. Guys, I give Godard five-star reviews. Found a G2 crowd in 2012 with nothing, basically put in two million bucks of his own capital, raised 100 million to date, 55 million in the company about a year ago. I call it a 400, 500 million dollar pre-post-ish money valuation. 30 million in ARR at the beginning of this year, scaling to about 50 million bucks in ARR by the end of this year. Not raising, not selling, adding about 10 million dollars in new ARR per quarter. Over 20, over. Are you trying to attract investors? Over 20. You're doing a good job. Over 20,000 customers paying north of 10,000 dollars per year for the platform. Godard, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it.